0: Welcome to Finding My Yum, a sex-positive podcast celebrating all forms of sexual expression. Each week, we bring on a new guest to share their journey. We talk honestly and openly about what they're into and what sex, kinks, love, and more look like in the real world. I'm Jerry Courtney Austin, and...
1: I'm Will Lentz.
0: <laughs> and today, we are joined by the O-Man to talk all about squirting um but before that this is so exciting i see your face through zoom and we finally get to do a co-intro again
1: i know it's so exciting i'm glad we got to set up
0: (laughs) i know not that our Um, solo
1: intros weren't great but they
0: were wonderful (laughs) but i like seeing your face it's It's nice (laughs) I, i agree yeah. Um how is your quarantine going?
1: <laughs> oh, it's fun. I uh I live alone now. Um and so it's like been it's had its ups and downs. I definitely think I prefer living alone to having like a random roommate, but sure. like to not have anyone that I get to see that that can be a little like uh tough. It's but you know, it's uh it's all good. I got I've been yeah. cooking more, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's funny, I've so this is going on like the third week for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, is it the same for you?
1: Um, this is start of week four. Um, okay, I did. I've had. I've worked from home for three and a half weeks. Got uh, it. So yeah,
0: um, yeah. So I got laid off from my jobs three weeks ago, uh, tomorrow. And so it's been interesting because so much fear has come up around, you know, like what's gonna happen after this? How am I gonna make money? How am I gonna support anything? How am I gonna buy groceries and food and et cetera? And so many different, I mean, particularly restaurants in the service industry has stepped up to support um, employees who have been laid off and our industry in general. And also like even in entertainment, there's some really cool opportunities coming up too. And so for the first time, it shifted today from a fear of, like, what's going to happen to a fear of this ending and not being, like, being back in a situation where I'm doing a lot of things that I don't necessarily want to do every day. Oh,
1: that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's, like, it's it was really bizarre. I, I did this moving class and then I journaled about it because I was, like, oh, what a what an interesting shift. Like... I feel really grateful that I've been given the gift of time Mm -hmm. and you know I never would have played yeah, like I don't remember the last time I played board games or I colored or, you know, I just got to watch whatever I did or or, or dance in the rain for two and a half hours, you know? Like <laughs> I just never had time. Like there's just never ever time. And now yeah, there's time. This
1: has it has had, had it has had the benefit of um helping us or at least me really assess my priorities as well. And like yeah. Am I doing the things that are you know if, if you take away everything else what are you left with um, yeah. and it's been interesting I mean it's been interesting definitely
0: yeah it's definitely a, yeah a very interesting time to- <laughs> Um, but along with that, uh, we've been talking, we're going to switch up the format a little bit for episodes moving forward while we're still quarantining and social distancing um, to be a little bit shorter uh, and a little bit more one topic focused. Mm-hmm. So um, today I'm super excited. We brought on this man named the O-Man who, uh, sure, I make you come a lot. <laughs> um so he's wonderful and I have actually seen him and went to one of his sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we talk, he he has a background in, in uh, personal training and so he knows a lot about the body and anatomy and this kind of fell in his lap. But uh, we talk all today about uh, the four orgasmic nerves, how to release your body if you're solo or in partnership, um, and then also what positions are going to help for to, to make you squirt. So who doesn't want to learn how to squirt while you're quarantined? We have time.
1: Plenty of time. We have lots
0: of time. So (laughs) um, you can do this alone. You can do this with a partner, uh, whatever you choose. Um, Yeah. And I think it's going to be fun to listen to. Yeah.
1: That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to it.
0: Woohoo. Enjoy. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. Welcome to Let's Finding go. My Yum. I'm so excited. This is our first quarantine pandemic episode, um, and we have the O-man here. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for being here and for being the first like Zoom quarantine guest.
2: <laughs> I desperately needed human contact, so I should be thanking you. <laughs> I've forgotten. I've forgotten what a lot of people's faces look like.
0: So today we're going to talk about your background and just sort of how you got into what you do, um, which is making women come a million times. Uh, But also we're going to specifically talk about squirting and how to squirt. Because I know that I didn't know how to and I still am trying to figure it out on my own. And while we are in quarantine, what better time do we have than to figure it out now?
2: (laughs) Yes, people at home, continue, continue destroying yourselves. we are fully advocating that it helps your immune system. Uh, It boosts all these things. Well, like uh, my background is, I'm just, uh, I worked at a, I've worked at a variety of gyms. My background is in uh, fitness sort of problem solving. Uh, And I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about trainers. Like we're total, totally vain meatheads, but a lot of us are like consider ourselves in the wellness industry. So uh, like there is, people would come and they would have not like orgasm but they would come to the gym (laughs) and they'd have problems uh with their joints specifically and it was a in a section of los angeles that already had a lot of connections and money to see doctors so it's they have these body issues they've been to see probably the best doctors that they could afford to see doctors were not able to solve these issues and so they they come to you like a 20-something like Hey guys, we're gonna get in shit and be like, I hurt all the time, and then you're like, Oh no, what can <laughs> no. I do? So sure. it started. It started this sort of lifelong practice and really joyful practice of just sort of uh, figuring out movement pattern dysfunctions and how they relate and which ones people don't talk about, and that sort of a key a key sort of way to frame all this, I feel like, because I feel like collectively the way that we treat women's bodies is uh, mass insanity. It is completely fucking insane. I don't understand it. Uh, we put them in like restrictive gear, like bras, and then they drive everybody drives with one foot. They wear bags on one side and shoes that are too small, and like winds up wind up actually changing the formation of their feet. And that's like that out of habit. That's out of habit. It's a completely accepted. No one's like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, so when people kept coming in with the same issues over and over and over again, and they were women, it stopped being a thing about like, hey, what do you, what's, like, what's, what you do you, because they were women with different body types. And it's like, it doesn't matter what your body type is, the muscular, your, your body will adapt to certain responses the same way, regardless of like, you know how tall you are, big you are, how small you are, et cetera, et cetera. And it was always the same issues. And they were always in places uh, that people didn't really dare to mess or specialize uh, with, you know, like low backs, necks, because uh, it's not it's not advantageous to train that way because it's a harder conversation like, sure. hey, maybe you're breathing, maybe you're breathing wrong or maybe you're walking wrong and maybe yoga, maybe yoga and spinning isn't the best thing for your rib cage uh those type of things so that's my background and I've gotten really really good at that and then what all I started doing uh initially uh I've always liked uh I've always liked uh women uh and uh tried to really empathize uh with you know their their emotional state because it's not something I'm familiar with so it's like checking in and stuff and voices that I might not hear Like television shows I might not watch because they're outside of my accepted, you know, cultural norms. So, like, when I first was learning to work out, I watched the entirety of Sex in the City. So, like, my roommate would, like, come in and watch (laughs) me doing, doing like, push-ups in the living room, like, watching Carrie and... Samantha talking to me he's like it's you got a problem I'm like I'm working out there's no problem
0: which is interesting because like that was so boundary pushing and now I look back because I I've watched it recently and and it is I mean it is relatively boundary pushing and there are so many inherent like unconscious bias that come up particularly around you know um like homosexual relationships and, and and stuff like that and like even the way that they treat sex although it's awesome in its casual nature there's still like so much built around like toxic and toxic bonding um in trauma bonding and stuff which i just think is interesting and they don't deal with uh but that as a side note continue
2: <laughs> i think it was i think it was like really because i don't you don't see like in a lot of the media you're exposed to as a man you don't see women talking in groups together about like expressing their hopes and desires and dreams. And I know that sounds weird. No, you're right. But it's like that's less of an issue now, but like then it was like unheard of. So that's where, and it had to come from, because it had to come from, I think the creators were, were gay, were gay men, and it had like, of course, the story about women had to come from dudes. Yeah. Topped out. <laughs> just because the way the system works uh, out here. At that point,
0: for sure. I mean, it, and so, it was the first show where they were like candidly talking about graphic sex and enjoying sex in a way that isn't like... Only, you know, husband, wife, procreation, et cetera.
2: And everybody, everybody should. Everybody should candidly enjoy sex and figure out what they're into. And that's sort of what I did is uh, my very first girlfriend when I was like 16, 17. uh, Like, you know, I don't know. It seems a lot easier for, it would seem a lot easier for me to orgasm than her. And I was like, and as soon as I learned that she could do it in different ways or had different sensations, it was like... I'm sort of like a guy who enjoys like whittling and Legos and a lot of trial and error. <laughs> things. So we'd just sit under like, we'd sit under the staircase and I'd try all the different ways I could get her off and because we couldn't like do it at each other's places because our parents sure. were always home. Okay. So that was, that was, that's where the fascination <laughs> sort of started, which is like this, you can come like different ways. <laughs> it's like, can we find all the ways where that happens? And she's like, yes, we can do that. Uh, and then so it was like that and then it went on and then I dated her for a very long time and she was uh, sort of uh, Already knew she wanted to be like a sexual health advocate and social worker And then by the time I got out to Los Angeles and I was a single person and I've only had one partner But all this extensive, you know, all this extensive exploratory. Lady-touching lady, yeah. <laughs> Exploratory lady-touching experience and that's when I first started getting the getting the what the fuck did you do to me? You should just do to me type conversations After I make people like come for the first times or sport for the first time, so then sort of how it started.
0: So this actual like having women come to um, like your your place of work and actually like making them come. When did that start? (laughs) Like
2: as relatively, relatively recently, and like even, and I think that this is uh, again falls in the line of really advocating. Figure out what you're into, because like, (laughs) (laughs) sure figure out what are you into because oftentimes as dudes we don't have that conversation a dude's emotional state about what he's into is oftentimes like what he's fed from these different sources around him instead of him checking in with himself so it was like as soon as I learned that it was somebody a lovely lady who posted on a a group that I made her like come 46 times in three hours and (laughs) which uh, is so awesome (laughs) yeah yeah. she slept she slept really well uh Uh, but like and then the awesome part of it was like uh, it's like to me and maybe this is like this is this is sort of philosophical but i feel like men don't get that genitals are a delivery system for emotions and feelings and not like the end goal so it's like you create an experience your genitals are involved in that experience and they're a tool to help engage in that experience and not necessarily the whole experience right Sure. So it's, that's something that I had to learn and then she posted that up and then people started writing in to, to, to meet with me and that sort of melted my brain and some sort of, like a lot, it's a lot of the hidden biases that I had as like a, a guy who grew up in a Jesus loving Midwest family uh, about like how women how women should pursue and view their own sexuality or it's like, no, they want, they want dudes to touch them confidently and they will go out of their way to meet you. And then we started seeing, we started, we started having uh, threesomes, which uh, blew my mind. And then the interesting thing that happened at the end of that was people started coming to threesomes that had, that couldn't necessarily orgasm very easily. And when I first was like, oh, this is a thing that you're really good at, because it was just, it's not something that you internalize we're not encouraged as men to internalize that we're really good at sex. it's like, we're always- <laughs> Or we're giving always pleasure like, too. Right. Yeah. Because, because like every time a dude's like, I'm really good at giving pleasure, there's always a backlash. Nobody believes him, A. And B, he's usually not good at doing those things. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's yeah, it, which is why, why they don't believe him. So it's like, they started coming to see me and they started coming their brains out. And then I'm like, oh, there's more to this. And then I started reading about orgasmic nerves. It all started very recently, I'd say around October of last year.
0: Um, Okay, so quickly, can we talk about um, the, well, let's just talk, because I've been to see you, so that's how I know you, and I was in this group, and so just to give a frame of reference for how this works, so basically, there's a mix between, like, almost like a massage and and pressure point mixed with like actual orgasm with different tools right so like fingers and um different like vibrators and tools that you have um and so what are the different orgasmic nerves because uh, I remember you telling me this at one point and I think this is useful
2: Okay, uh, I'm gonna probably forget a couple, a couple of couple their names because I'm nervous. This is the first time talking about this out loud uh, for an audience. So there's Vegas. The most important one to me, I find, is Vegas, which is uh, in your left side. It's a it's a nerve. Uh, oftentimes, it gets stimulated in fight or flight response. There's Vegas. There's intercostal, which is why some people can orgasm, uh, which is towards your rib cage. is why some people can orgasm just from their nipples being sucked on. You lucky devils. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> There, there is a, a pelvic splanchic, which is uh, your pelvic floor, and then there is—I'm ga- forgetting—it's gastro or something. Uh, but it's basically it aids and it aids in digestion. It also aids in orgasm. Uh, and
0: that's in your stomach.
2: It's basically around that area. So it's like it's it, a lot of times the new hotness and in, in training and and uh, and uh, physical therapy is visceral massage. A lot of times the same. Uh, a lot of the nerves work together with the organs they're supplied uh they supply so if i hurt like a, a certain muscle uh, the the organs and the muscle are supplied by the same nerves right so it's uh, just knowing which nerves it, like lead to certain spots and knowing that these spots are oftentimes completely gummed up by tight muscles uh especially in women for the issues that we started uh started talking talking about on on, on this podcast
0: <laughs> sure so then the idea is to loosen up the muscles surrounding those particular um nerves uh, to allow for more expansive orgasmic feeling
2: right right if more feeling in general and this, this this i sort of came to this and i wouldn't be able to to it without i had a terrible like rib injury and never got healed because no one was like hey dude work out you know figure out what your deep core is doing because uh, it's not in the popular vernacular unless you go into really really intelligent physical therapists so yeah and the secondary effect is so much of orgasm is tied to your deep core which is a line that goes your transverse abdominis, uh your your diaphragm and your pelvic floor and they all work in tandem together which is why deep breathing for orgasm is sort of essential uh, so it's like my goal usually isn't necessarily if I can get somebody to breathe deeply, I know I can make them come. Like, <laughs> regar- regardless of who, because they're so intermixed with each other. Because it has but the problem is getting somebody to breathe deeply. They have to be comfortable. They have to be loosened up. So it's just incorporating that into an element of foreplay. People started having crazy experiences and being like, you got <laughs> you got to come see this guy which is still hugely complimentary and kind of unbelievable, and I enjoy it.
0: Um, are there particular muscles that can be targeted, like, in foreplay to release those nerves? Like, uh, like yeah.
2: Absolutely. Give fucking foot massages, please. <laughs> like, seriously. It's very – you don't – and you don't realize, like, as a young man, you don't realize that how things work, but in general, it's like if you slap toe spacers on somebody – which is the things that you wear, like when you're getting, I've never had one done, but uh, I think it's a pedicure. Pedicure is the foot, right? And then massage the base of the foot. It'll loosen that chain up all the way to lower back. So it's like, you know, a lot of the things that people enjoy there's 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 physiological reasons for them enjoying them, but no like scientist is going to get a grant to like dive into women's pleasure. Uh,
0: Unfortunately, not yet. They buy anything yet, to say about
2: it. <laughs> hopefully soon. Um, okay, but yeah, so the feet? That, that's the big things are the big things you always see people doing are neck massages, the areas around the traps, right, and yeah. then the feet, and those are like again, those lead to the those nerves, so in the low back, like low back and neck and they're so important for transmission of pleasure and opening up the, the hips and the-
0: what a, yeah what about the hips so can you open it up through those areas or is there a particular way that you can open the hips uh before because i know like especially for me personally and in general we carry a lot of trauma and stress in our hips
2: and that's always been such an interesting thing is that the dudes will never understand because you're walking around on these areas but oftentimes been. a like tragically and monstrously attacked uh, and you're wearing implements that don't let those places move. Yeah. So it's like a lot, that, a lot of that tension just stays in those areas. So yeah, so it's the, the hip flexors that people typically sort of obsess over is, is the psoas, but the one that I find uh, really helps when it's released more is this tiny hip flexor towards the inside of your hip bone. Uh, called your iliacus and what that does is it rolls your pelvis open so it's like a lot of times people's pelvises are literally closed (laughs) off because the iliacus is so tight from sitting Mm. or from tension or previously held trauma in that area so that's like an area that I work on extensively and often I'm everybody like you you had a you had an emotional reaction when you were sitting on uh can I talk can I talk about this is this allowed? (laughs) Yeah, that's a awesome. lot. <laughs> okay, so so it's, I got, I like can consent, always. so it's like an emotional reaction. Uh, you're on my cowgirl machine, and your hips were open. Yeah. Uh, and I was pulling you back, so it was like, uh, so it's like your back was stretching, your hips were wide open, and then you had a wave, like it was like a release and a wave of feeling because the vibrations from that machine were so powerful, it loosened your low back up, it let that area rest and relax, and then you were just able to just sit and breathe, which is the big... The big turn-on for me is like, you know, breasts and vaginas are great, but have you ever seen like a woman completely relaxed and happy? (laughs) Like, have you ever
0: seen? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
2: That's so much, that's so much rarer than seeing breasts and a vagina.
0: Yeah, totally. How do you get to the iliacus? Like, if you were doing it with a partner on your own?
2: It's like, it's like you hook, you find your hip bone, right? Mm -hmm. And you hook your fingers sort of in the hip bone and it's like you're gonna you're gonna feel like a discomfort almost immediately because that area is usually so tight but it's like if you hook if you if you massage the area are you doing it right now yeah (laughs) i'm trying (laughs) it it's that right so it's like you can subtly stretch it by putting your your feet in like you know in like a lotus position right okay like it's it's like if you're playing with yourself and you just like rest your feet in a diamond it's a way to it's, a way, it's one of the introductory sort of ways that I teach to subtly uh, stretch that area out and sort of give pleasure to yourself like when, you're, when that area is open,
0: right? Amazing. Okay, so then let's talk about squirting. So how, how can one make themselves squirt or uh, a partner make them squirt? Um, what, are the, what are the tools and tricks we need to know?
2: So it's like, it's always, it's always the focus. I always feel like should be put on the process and not the end of the game. Cause it's exactly. not like you hit a button, but it's if you, if you if your hips are in the right position, if you hit the G spot at a certain sort of repetitious movement and, you're, and everything is sort of stabilized, I find more often than not, you will squirt. So okay, it's, so
0: the hips have to be in what
2: position? They have to be supported at least. So like a lot of people make the mistake of uh, they lie down in their big comfy beds and they start playing with themselves, right? And their big comfy beds do not have firm mattresses. So, so automatically they're not getting support pushing back against their spine. So mm. it's like what I always advocate is maybe get like a G-spot vibrator and put yourself up against a wall right so your entire spine is stabilized and then and then you know do what you've been doing this entire pandemic and just destroy it. <laughs> just go to town do work do work downstairs so it's that it's just it's that or you're with a partner it's like just finding the positions that your spine feels the most comfortable and stabilized in and I'm not going to reveal all my magic secrets, but like sure, the, of the tuck, the tuck of the pelvis forward is so so important. And a lot of women naturally, just because of anterior pelvic tilt, they tilt their hips the opposite way that they need to have their hips tilted in order to, to come harder or have better pelvic floor activation uh, and squirt. So you're trying to find a position that works for you. For me, it's like oftentimes I put somebody against the wall, right, and it's then one I one leg
0: this. up. It,
2: it depends. Can... It depends on the rotation of the hip. Okay. Right?
0: So like, so with everybody, comes up.
2: It could be, depends on which side is rotated. So it's <laughs> like, it's, that's where it gets really specific. And that's where my sort of expertise differentiates me from a guy, from like other dudes. Sure. But it's, you, you could put a leg up, but you're not going to know which one to put up unless you know which one of your hips is rotated. But I would just say, go to a wall. Tilt your pelvis forward uh, with something that's long. It can hit your G spot and then do those things.
0: So you can put a finger in um, and pulse. It's it's a forward pulsing motion, right? Like on the.
2: I hook. You hook your. It's like. Do you? It's like my family went to UT, so it's like a hook. And... <laughs> so like hook them okay. horns okay so right, like that sure. and then it's like this the two the two big like the middle finger and the ring finger are what you slide in slide into the into the pussy right right, right into the vagina uh and and what you're trying to do is you're not trying to get the back or like so you're trying to get the g-spot's like right up against the front it's right. like hugging it's like hugging the front the front of it so you're just trying to like I try to use my palm to stimulate the clit. I try to use my fingers to make this rolling motion, like I'm conducting. So it's like you make a hook and a horn sign, and then like you're conducting.
0: You, you play the instrument.
2: Yes, you're con- <laughs> but you're like you're conducting. It looks like you're a like, conductor, and you're trying to like motion somebody to come, uh, to come towards you, but you don't have usage of most of your fingers. So it's like the only ones that you can use are your middle two fingers. And a lot of people are going to have problems doing that to their partners, because fingers are so tight from texting and typing, et cetera, et cetera. It's like a lot of my own personal training just from uh, playing guitar has involved mobilizing my fingers and strengthening them. So that's also (laughs) a part of this. Got it. So it's like, otherwise hands- Having that
0: finger flexibility. Having,
2: having, having having flexibility and motion in your fingers, because hands are a thing that sees up too. Uh (laughs)
0: Amazing. Um, Okay, well, how can people uh, find you once we're able to not socially distance anymore? Do you have an email contact?
2: I have an email contact. I'm revamping my website, but my two email contacts uh, are uh, m at the dash oman dot com or I just wanted to buy this website because I was amazed that nobody had it. Sir (laughs) sir at i make you come.com
1: <laughs>
0: amazing um and we'll put that in the in the show notes too but yay Great. thank you so much happy
2: squirt. yeah yeah happy squirt Squirt. <laughs> keep keep thank you so much for letting me see a friendly face yeah and <laughs> pandemic America
0: in quarantine woohoo Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yay. Um, yay. That was so fun. I hope everybody learned a little bit. I know I did. And there's definitely things that I'm going to try out uh, because why not?
1: Yep, yeah, all the time in the world. I do think that this is going to be an interesting time for people to, to like, explore. New th- why not? You know, let's see what's out there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And explore your body, right? Yeah. I mean, the idea, you said, you know, to like, massage the feet and the, the shoulders and the neck um, to, to open up like the lower back and the pelvic region and then there's certain like the iliacus that you can open up your pelvis. And I just think, you know, we don't think about that. How everything's stuff.
1: connected, yeah.
0: Yeah, how are things connected and, and how can we really create like a channel so that we can fully, especially as women, like fully experience orgasm.
1: Yeah. Well, if you so, uh, listen to this and you figure out or you, you squirt for the first time, you should let us know.
0: Oh my god! Please email us at findingmyyum@gmail.com. At you can
1: find us on Instagram and Facebook at Finding My Yum Podcast. You can rate, review, subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Share with friends. How many this time?
0: Share with 74. seventy-four. and also say hello to them because they probably want to hear from you, and they're probably yeah, a little lonely. That's,
1: yeah. If you're gonna do anything, reach out to somebody else and say hi. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. And then share and then this share podcast. The podcast. Yeah. Um, well, happy squirting. Stay yummy uh, and look forward to part two next week, which is uh, all about um, bondage tools that you can fashion at home or for on a budget.
1: Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Woohoo! <laughs>